0: Okay, take four news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, August 29th, 2019. Hopefully, uh, this time, I'm really coming through, because this is the fourth time I've tried. This new platform is hard to get used to, so it's all my fault. You know me, I'm a technical klutz. But anyway, the Nefarium has been busy, and as you can imagine, Uh, What we have to talk about is Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of Great Britain, has suspended Parliament, and the hysteria out there is unbelievable, and I have selected an article by Fox News that kind of summarizes the narrative that's being put out, and I have my own suspicions as to what's really going on and to To voice those suspicions, I have to walk you through a little bit of the British Constitution, all right? Because most people have it in their noggins that Great Britain is a democracy. No, Great Britain is a monarchy. (laughs) Okay, let's remember that. All right, so anyway, I want to talk about this narrative in the context of this... uh, article by Fox News, which says essentially nothing, <laughs> but, but it does manage to get away uh, with the typical American hysteria and uh, misunderstanding. So anyway, the article's titled, The Queen Approves Boris Johnson's Request to Spend, Suspend Parliament Ahead of Brexit. Okay. And Queen Elizabeth II approves Prime Minister Boris Johnson's request to temporarily suspend Parliament, preventing lawmakers from pushing through new legislation and sabotaging the prospect of a no-deal Brexit. Queen Elizabeth II has formally approved Boris Johnson's request to temporarily suspend Parliament, a move that will largely prevent lawmakers from pushing through new legislation and ultimately sabotaging the prospect of a no deal Brexit. Skipping a little bit. Uh, the Queen approved the request hours after uh, Johnson contacted her at her summer residence at Balmoral Castle, suspending Parliament from mid September to October 14th. Earlier Wednesday, he confirmed reports that he would hold the Queen's speech, normally a formality that outlines the legislative agenda on October 14th, since Parliament is normally suspended before the speech. Decision means the opposition makers would be unlikely to have enough time to pass laws blocking the United Kingdom's exit from the European Union on October 31st without a negotiated deal. So in other words, Johnson is pushing for the hard Brexit and the Queen is behind him. And if you were to listen to the hysteria out there, you would think that, uh, oh no, Johnson's become a dictator with the Queen's help and this is not the case at all i want you to go back and part of my narrative here is what i think is going on behind the behind the scenes the context of this in great britain is the same context that we see going on throughout the rest of the western world it's the contest between globalonism and a new kind of multipolar let's call it nationalism, although I'm uncomfortable with that term because I don't think that's really what this is about. I think this is about uh, local national sovereignty, local economic decisions being made by people in their own country, and so on and so forth to set their own domestic policy. So it's a contest, basically, between globalonism and we'll call it uh, economic nationalism, all right? Now, In that context, I want you to go back a few years to the meeting that Queen Elizabeth II had with the Vice Premier, the Vice Prime Minister, in David Cameron's government. I don't know if you remember this. The meeting was held at Buckingham Palace, and it was a meeting at dinner, all right? And the Vice Premier was invited to attend this meeting, and reportedly in the British press, one of the things that the Queen asked during that meal was, can anyone name three good things about the European Union? That was the subject of conversation. And at the time, I, because of that story, I came to the conclusion, kind of reading between the lines, this is very typical of the royal family, and it's very typical particularly of the monarchs, that they will signal their uh, approval for this or that line of policy simply by making casual conversation or dropping little hints. So at that time I concluded that Queen Elizabeth II herself was personally not very happy with the European Union, and of course now I've got lawnmowers and, and hot rods outside. So that was my conclusion all those years ago, that Queen Elizabeth herself was not terribly happy with the results of Great Britain entering the European Union. So let's look at what's happened here. And to understand what I think is happening here, you have to know a little bit about the British Constitution. There are what are called reserved powers of the crown. All right, Those are powers that the sovereign personally can exercise, but it's understood in British law that those powers can only be exercised by the sovereign upon ministerial advice, and that ministerial advice has usually come from the Privy Council, which is a small council of parliamentary leaders not necessarily the cabinet. And this is another aspect of things we're going to get into because you have to understand that in recent years, the prime minister's cabinet has basically functioned as that advisory body. The Privy Council is a much older institution. And it's very interesting that the queen called the Privy Council together. And that Privy Council consists of Jacob Rees-Mogg, one of the Tory party's leader in the House of Commons, and he himself is a Brexiter, all right? He's in favor of the Brexit. Uh, I believe the other member of the Privy Council is the representative of the House of Lords. In this case, I think it's a Baroness, um, uh, I don't remember her name, and then there's a third member. So the Privy Council is very small, and it was this council that the Queen consulted before she Actually, gave the formal assent and approval to suspend parliament. Now, it's important to remember that this is a personal power or prerogative of the sovereign. Okay? You have to you have to understand this. The crown can refer both to the sovereign and to the government in parliament, to the prime minister, his cabinet, and the ruling party majority. But in this case, That reserve power resides solely with the sovereign, and the reserve power in this case is, yes, the sovereign can suspend Parliament, okay? The last time this was done, I think, was in 1974-75, when the Queen suspended the Parliament, I believe it was in Australia, All right. And you have to remember, she sits atop a similar mechanism with respect to all the Commonwealth countries, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and so on. So she has suspended Parliament on the advice of the Privy Council. So let's look at the narrative. All right. Let's look at the narrative here. The narrative is telling us that Boris Johnson called the Queen at Balmoral Castle and requested the suspension of Parliament. And folks, what I suspect is going on since the Queen herself years earlier expressed, albeit in a kind of uh, subtle way, her opposition to the European Union with that meeting with the then Vice Premier under David Cameron's government. I suspect that what has happened here is exactly the opposite of what we've been told. I suspect that this initiative was initiated in the Privy Council, probably with Boris Johnson's knowledge and understanding and and willingness to go along with it. But I suspect this is coming out of that nexus of power. And it's important to remember that the Queen herself chairs meetings of the Privy Council. She herself is a member of the Privy Council. So I suspect it's coming in reverse, that that the decision was taken, okay, we're going to prorogate Parliament, which means to suspend Parliament for a certain period of time. And Johnson then went public and said, yes, I've asked the Queen. So in other words, we're, it's it, it's almost exactly a flip-flop of what's going on. Now, let's talk about two issues, I think, that are in the background here. And I blogged about one of these today. And that was uh, the G7 meeting where Australia's space program got the attention, both of the United Kingdom and of Italy. All right, and I I said uh, years ago before the Brexit memorandum that if the Brexit was approved by the British voters, that you would see as a result of Great Britain leaving the European Union several consequences occur. Britain would begin to revivify the British Commonwealth, and for a very important reason. They need a trading bloc, and number two, the, the kind of um, multicultural experiment in Europe is breaking down. And that is a key clue here as to what I think may be going on. Britain would also be leaving, if I understand it correctly would also be leaving the European Space Agency. Now, this would leave a major European power without any space program. And this is what I think is going on here, that they are looking at Australia to strike some trade and technology deals uh, to keep themselves in, uh, in the space race. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes. The second thing I think is going on is I think that the financial powers that be, to a certain extent, not completely, to a certain extent in Great Britain, have also concluded that the European Union really isn't working out too well for British manufacturing and, and uh, construction service industry and so on. So that may be the, uh, the case. I I don't know. But that's kind of my sense of things at the moment. So there's a lot going on in the background here. But the important thing here to understand is that this is not a suspension of the British Constitution that you're watching. This is the British Constitution in action. And it's very important for people to get out of their heads that the monarch in Great Britain is simply a figurehead without real power. Now, that's not the case at all. They do have real power, both hidden and constitutionally. So the Queen has exercised uh, the royal prerogative. She's suspended Parliament. This is coming out of, I'm almost certain of it, this is coming out of the Privy Council, uh, and what the Privy Council represents in terms of of culture is the very tip-top of the British oligarchy. That's a very important point to remember. So you've seen something else happen here, and that's the revivification of the Privy Council over the Prime Minister's cabinet, okay? Okay as an executive body. So this is going to be very, very interesting to watch. This means there are some very heavy hitters behind the Brexit, Okay, in addition to the heavy hitters that want to stay in the EU. So this is going to be very interesting to watch how this plays out. Um, Elizabeth, as I've said, has only exercised uh, this personal sovereign prerogative, I think, once previously. And that was uh, back in the 70s with Australia. And I think that was probably done under American pressure. And again, this may be the case here. I don't know. But it may be the case that there's some American pressure being exercised behind the scenes. I would not be a bit surprised since the European Union leadership has gone so wonky. So, anyway, a lot going on, a lot to keep in mind as you watch the news coming out of Europe and Great Britain. I imagine that. <laughs> I imagine that when Frau Merkel and um Jean-Claude Juncker and all of the Brussels sprouts woke up that morning and found out that the queen had suspended <laughs> parliament that they were not terribly pleased because now this means that the hard Brexit is is really on the table and they've been caught, you know, trying to play hardball and now they may end up with with nothing. So anyway, Lots going on, folks. Uh, just a reminder, tomorrow there is no vid chat. I am making up the schedule this weekend. In all likelihood, we're going to have a vid chat a week from tomorrow. Uh, I've got to schedule it that way because, of course, Catherine Fitz is coming for the Solari Report quarterly wrap-up toward the end of September. So I suspect... Although I'm not certain yet. I haven't looked at my schedule. I suspect that I'm going to do the vid chat a week from tomorrow. There is no vid chat tomorrow. Anyway, that's it for the news and views. Um, (laughs) Queen Elizabeth has stolen a bit of EU thunder. So this is going to be an interesting story to watch, folks. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye and God bless.